Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And my name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. We're here almost every week for you. In fact, I think it probably is every week, isn't it, Steve? How long have we been doing this now? Uh, since 1973. Wrong. 72. <laughs> uh, okay. We were doing podcasts before there was podcasts, before there was internet. <laughs> All right. No, we haven't been. But we've been doing this, I don't know, what, three or four years or longer? I don't know. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. All right, so... If we uh, had our act together, we would say this is episode 1,524, but we don't we've not numbered our episodes. Nobody counts, but uh, but yeah, we've got them out there somewhere. We could, go, we could go back and do that. All right, so we're a tech company. We do streaming video. We do mobile apps. We do uh, church management stuff, all that good stuff. We've been working with churches since 2001, and Steve and I have been involved in ministry longer than that, a lot longer than that. And that's why we do this podcast. We cover tech things, but we also cover other things related to church and ministry. And today we're actually going to talk something that's not really so much tech, but uh, at the time of this uh, recording, it's uh, it's about, what, two weeks away from Easter. Yes. Uh, and, and this will get out pretty quick. So most people, if you subscribe to our podcast, you're going to get it in a day or two here, actually. But uh, Easter is April 21st in 2019, which is the year we're in right now. And we're going to talk about some things you can do as a church, as a pastor, as a volunteer uh, at your church to help make your Easter just a great experience for everybody. We are. So we're going to go through... 10 things that, uh, some 10 tips that you can do right now to have an excellent yeah. Easter service. Yeah. And we might even add one or two more for free. We'll just see how we feel. So, <laughs> all right. So, all right. So let's just jump right into it since we, we love helping churches so much. The first one is recruit temporary volunteers. Now we've been talking actually the last month or so about getting ready for Easter. We've had it on our blogs. We've had it you know, doing things uh, on the podcast. And I've had some people say, well, that's that's just fine, Phil, but I, I have a problem getting volunteers as it is now. How am I going to get extra volunteers for Easter? Right. Do you know the answer to that, Steve? Well, part of the thing is if it's if we if if you let them know that they are that's a temporary and it's a one time yeah. assignment and there's going to be a bunch of people coming for Easter, yeah. you may have. Yeah. better luck. So if they don't have to sign a contract, that they'll be there for the next six months or anything, they just got to come on Easter right. and do their thing. You may have a little better chance pulling in some people. So. Yeah, I, th I think that's really, and, and the truth is, uh, you know, just, hey, look, you know, let people know, look, we're going to have people coming. We could use your help at least for this Sunday. And you never know. Sometimes people, they might try something and like it, and you might get them to come back and volunteer for more opportunities in the near future. Right. So, yeah. But you, you want to make clear that it's this, the obligation is just this Easter. Yeah. It's just temporary. It's just Easter. It's just Easter. It's just temporary. And, and I mean, we're not talking about a bait and switch here. I'm just telling you, sometimes you'd be surprised people 
get involved and try something and thought, oh, this isn't as as hard as I thought it was going to be. I I yeah. can do this more often. So, right. exactly. but yeah, but recruit temporary. So just let people know, hey, we need some temporary help here uh, because there's lots of things happening. So yes. that's, that's and, and don't let any of your regular volunteers call in sick on Easter. Oh, no, that's that's forbidden. <laughs> forbidden. Yes. Yeah. All right. So recruit some temporary volunteers. Um, let's move on to number two here. Promote your Easter service on social media. So, so you're, go, go for ahead. it. Well, this is your favorite topic, right? Yeah. Well, it's a no brainer. But uh, here's what I would suggest you do. Uh, you know, maybe do something a little different. So hopefully you're already doing something on social media, right? Uh, maybe do something a little different. Perhaps maybe use, uh, if you're a pastor or you are connected to your pastor in some way as a volunteer, find out maybe what the sermon's about. And I know it's about maybe Easter, but maybe a little more details. And perhaps get maybe just the intro. Uh, maybe you can get a little short video with your iPhone or your Android phone of your pastor uh, maybe giving people a little tease about, hey, uh, this coming Easter, we're going to talk about uh, whatever it might be related to the resurrection, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And and use it just as a little one-minute video, perhaps, and post it on social media. Yeah. It, it's just that's, a teaser. Yes, that sounds like a good way to do it. We're actually maybe working with uh, a much larger group to uh, enable some of that as well. So mm -hmm. it reminded me. Oh, yeah. We have some yeah. things that while I was away, you guys must have been playing because I didn't. Anyway, we will, <laughs> I need to well, find out what happened to that. We'll get so, to that later. Uh, right. Actually, we, we need to have a meeting about that with the other staff, but uh, we won't do that here in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, so, you know, think of some creative ways to promote what's going on Easter. And again, the point is to keep your service, your Easter service on, on people's <laughs> minds. You know, have it on the top of mind while posting something that mm -hmm. you're sharing. So, uh, you know, I know we share lots of different things, but uh, make Easter kind of the service kind of the point. So either a little video clip, perhaps a question, a little pop quiz, something like that. You know, find out the answer, you know, right. Easter morning, that kind of a thing. But uh, whatever you use, start promoting your Easter. You should be doing it now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's. Than yeah. two weeks, right? Absolutely. All right. So number three on our list: encourage members to invite their friends and family. I guess that uh, goes without saying. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of a no-brainer, but I, I think uh, a lot of times uh, it's something you should talk about. And if you're if you're making announcements, if you're a pastor or whatever it is, you should probably promote that from the platform, from the pulpit, from whatever uh, you know, and and maybe even. Uh, and I've done this before, create some some physical invitations for people to hand out uh, and not just to their family, but to their friends and other people. I mean, you could you know, it's really easy today to get, you know, put out a little card. You can you can go on Vista print and, and print out a little business card. But instead of a business card, maybe just have something about Easter on it, the uh -huh. service time, the website, something like that. And you can get them usually in a few days. Yeah. And you have a critical stat, right? Uh, do 50, I? I don't remember. <laughs> for East, fifty percent of the people out there are considering going to church on Easter, where normally it's only forty percent regularly attend. Yep. So there's yep. a people are so it's a good time to hit people up. Yeah, it really is. And and again, if you you know you can use different means to get that information out to people. And 
you know, it, it makes a big difference. So people are, are open. We talked about this the last couple of podcasts. People are more open than ever during the holidays to come to Easter or Christmas. So, yeah, yes. encourage your members to invite friends and family. Just get it out there. And yeah, that so makes a big difference. So number four in our list, create a welcoming culture. So this one is uh, something that, that really should be happening now <laughs> or before, but it's really extra important to make a good impression. Um, and, you know, I've been to churches, you probably have visited, and, and sometimes, you know, it's just nobody, you walk in the door and like nobody's there to answer any questions or show you where something is. Uh, there's a thing that, that uh, I implemented a few years ago at this church I was working with uh, because they had started to grow, but they weren't really used to visitors and they just weren't doing a great job connecting with people hospitality wise. And so it's called the five foot rule, the five foot rule. You know what that is? No, I don't. What is the five foot rule? The five foot rule is that if there's somebody around you within five feet, a visitor, uh, somebody you haven't seen much of or never seen before, and maybe they're not already engaged in a conversation with somebody, then you should introduce yourself and welcome them to your church. So mm -hmm. the five foot rule somewhere in there, uh, you know, and, and, and just, you know, instead of going over in the corner and talking about sports or, you know, what movie you saw. Uh, and I honestly, I like to do that year round. But uh, especially this Easter season, new yeah. people are walking in. Yeah, I used to be a lot better at this, but gotten lazy in my old age, I guess. Uh, I used to, I was like, hmm, I don't know who they are. Right. Let's go find out what they're all about, you know. And and now I'm like, I don't know who they are, but most people here don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys have multiple services, and and you know, a lot of times you're in the tech booth and all that, helping your church out, but. Right. You know, it makes a difference for people. Uh, yeah, and it's not just the, you know, the the greeters and the ushers and those guys that are that are all, you know, it's their job to be friendly. Right. But it, these are the, the the everyone in the seats there um, participating and being creating this welcoming culture. Yeah, many years ago, I uh, brought this up to church I was a senior pastor in, and I cut some pushback from somebody that was on my uh, staff, and they said, "Well, what if they just don't want to be." Uh, I forget the word he used. Oh, but, yeah. They don't want to be bothered, right? Bothered, you know. And like, well, okay. You can normally figure that out when you greet somebody and they don't want to be bothered. Normally, you can get the impression that, hey, they don't want anything to do with you for some reason. <laughs> and right. that's okay. That's fine. And then, you know, just kind of back off and welcome them and move move along, you know. Uh, but But most people are not offended if somebody goes up to them and greets them. Right. And, and uh, again, you can kind of tell by the body language and the vibe if they're willing to talk or whatever. And again, we're not talking about giving them the third degree. Uh, you right. know, if you if you feel like they're open to talking about how they found out about you, that would be great. Or, uh, you know, more information like that. But but uh, we're just talking a greeting uh, and see if that opens yeah. the door. It's kind of, it's you know, it's reminiscent of that dynamic. You're in the store and you either don't or you do want the salesperson to come over and talk to you. So, you know, in one situation, you're like, eh, they come over and you didn't want them to come over because you don't really need them. You just go, no, I'm just looking. Thanks a lot. 
Yeah. Or if they don't come over and you're going, what is this person? You know, why are they not coming over to right. at least greet them? You know, I'm never yeah. coming back here. They won't help me here. So, yeah. so. I, I don't think I've ever. And, you know, I've you know, we I, I've been doing this for a long time, like you have uh, working with churches. And I don't think I've ever had anybody complain to me. Oh, I wish those people would stop greeting me. Yeah, uh, I have had people complain like on their connection cards, you know, because we have a little thing where we ask people to fill out a connection card every Sunday. And I have had visitors fill out connection cards and say, nobody greeted me or mm -hmm. really felt like the church was unfriendly. Yeah. I mean, I've had that happen. And it's yeah, like there's there's a, a the well, you I think, you know, this guy, the, the secret chopper guy that does for the churches. Actually, oh, yeah. like, Greg, uh, Greg that. Atkinson is one of yeah, them. Yeah, that's. That's not what I was thinking of. Actually, it's okay. it's an article in Outreach Magazine that's consistent. Yeah. And so they they just take, somehow grab some random person that visits a church right. and has them score the church on a bunch of different areas. And, and it's not unusual for them to either say, oh, they were really friendly and I felt welcomed, or they ignored me and um, no one talked to me the whole time I was there and I didn't know where to put my kids. And, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's unfortunately very common, but uh, so, so that was number four, create a welcoming culture. And look, maybe you're struggling with that. Uh, you know, at least you can start, you start right now and trying to create that culture. And uh, you know, if, if you have to meet with your team Sunday morning, Easter Sunday and say, look guys, we're going to open the doors here in a little bit. Uh, you know, we're going to start the service, you know, implement the five foot rule and explain what right. that is. And I would encourage you to do it every Sunday. But uh, again, it's part of the culture. And in all fairness, the church that I was complaining about earlier that I've been working with, they've really changed that culture a lot. And, mm -hmm. and they're much more open and welcoming to people. And it's not like they didn't like people. It's just they didn't, I don't know, know any better or something. So, uh, so yeah, so you can change a culture and you can make it, you can make it a good experience for visitors. All right. So number five, secure additional parking. So this could be a little hard, secure additional parking. I've had to deal with this at a couple churches. In fact, my own church that I helped start in Kansas uh, years ago, uh, we ran out of parking, uh, not just for Easter, but we started to run out of it for uh, uh, our main services as we grew. And so fortunately, there was a place just up the road from us that, that had a lot that we were able to use. And so we literally ran a shuttle uh, mm -hmm. that was about a half mile from the church. And we had a lot of our volunteers and regular members park in the, the lot for Easter and Christmas. And then we ran a shuttle back and forth. And actually, the church I'm with now, we have the same issue with parking. Uh, and we have, fortunately, our neighbor has a big lot. And so we have a little deal working with them where we have all the volunteers and, and key members park in the lot. Because it's there's nothing worse than when you're visiting the church for the first time or one of the first few times, and yet there's no parking. <laughs> it's like yeah. a drag, you know? Right. And I mean, and you've had experiences where... Uh, uh, I remember you, I think it was the last podcast, you talked about going to Chuck Swindoll's church and, and the parking, they had parking attendance, which was good. And that's might be something we might want to suggest here if you have, if you need it, having some volunteers help parking. But I remember you said, I think it was last week, you talked about how the parking attendant, was it even clear about where you should park, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it's it's the a, one or the two and you didn't yeah, know which it was whether park. you're there for one or two services yeah. and and they had parking challenges. This was Southern California. Yeah. And so 
if you're staying for two churches, they would double park you. So they would basically put you into a spot and then put the guy behind you right behind you. So the guy behind him, behind him. And so there was, you weren't going anywhere. So it was a good tie. I took my dad to the church and I I think I somehow made that mistake or I don't know what happened, but I remember sitting in our car and we were just, we had a good 30 minutes to talk about life and things while we waited for all the cars around us to clear out so we could pull out of our parking spot. Yeah. Um, you know, parking, it, it really matters. And so uh, whatever you can do to alleviate some parking issues or at least make it easier for people to park, I, I honestly have a hard time. Here's my pet peeve when it comes to the sign. Some churches have signs for members parking, members only parking. Have you seen any of those? I've seen them. And, and they're, they're good. They're, they're, they're nice parking spots, right? And, and my thinking is, what kind of a message does that send I've only seen coming the, the first time. I've only seen the opposite. First timers park yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, I've seen also like pastors parking and of course the pastor gets a really nice spot. And I, I just have a problem with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I believe in treating our pastors well, but uh, you know, you, you want to make sure you're treating everybody well, especially new people when they're checking you out for the first time. So anyhow, I'm off my soapbox. All right, moving on here, number six. Number six, develop a follow-up plan for church visitors. Develop a follow-up plan. So we've talked about this before the last few weeks. Uh, This is a great opportunity, right? And you should have some kind of a plan in place uh, to, to hopefully be able to get some information from people, and again, we're not talking strong arming people, but if you can get an email address, maybe, and a name, that's uh-huh. a start, right? Right. Uh, follow up, have a plan in place. So, you know, if you do get like connection cards or whatever people use to give you their information, uh, have somebody in charge of that. And, and you know, have maybe two or three people, depending on how large your church is, and, and develop some kind of a strategy. Okay, these people came Easter Sunday. Now, how are we going to follow up with them? Right. Uh, you know, next, should you should do it relatively soon, within a few days. And then it's up to you guys, depending on if you want to keep following up with them, you know, over a period of time. Now, I'll leave that up to the discretion of, of the leadership team. So Yeah, and then shameless plug for us, right? We, if for the online visitors, make sure you turn on, if you haven't already, your automated follow-up tool. So yeah. we, so we do streaming aware. video in case anybody's listening for the first time. And we have about seven or eight listeners. So we might have nine today, but mm-hmm. we have streaming video, streamingchurch.tv. And we have a, we have a tool that Steve actually developed and it's a follow-up tool. So when people log in to watch your live stream with us, uh, if they choose to give you some information, uh, it will capture that information if they so choose to share that. And then it will automatically follow up with them uh, multiple times uh, if yeah, you so based, desire based, that. Right. Based on how they, yeah. if they don't come back or they do come back and, when, you know, when they came, they sent them a thanks. So anyway, right. yeah, turn that it's on. It's you good don't have to turn it on. on. Yeah, you got to turn it on. It's not. Yeah, you got to turn it on. It's not, we don't follow up for um Without your permission, so you right. got something you got to go in and turn on. Yeah, if you need help, right. just contact us. All right, what are we doing so next? Number seven: replace tech you can't count on. Replace the okay. tech, and I'm not talking about the person here. Well, maybe you should, <laughs> but replace tech the the stuff you use 
get rid of it if you can't count on it. So we're talking, you got a bad projector that works half the time, you know, it is, it might work today. Let's hope it works, you know, <laughs> uh, or let's kick it a few times. Well, it's probably hanging from the ceiling, but let's jiggle the wires or something. Right. Uh, don't count on it working Easter Sunday. <laughs> so make the change, order another one, do something different. Uh, mm -hmm. the bulbs going bad, replace the bulb now. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, I mean, you name it. Uh, I, I know, I hate to say this, but I know some tech people that, you know, there's a microphone cable that kind of comes and goes. It, it doesn't work sometimes. Sometimes it does. Just jiggle the mic. Don't do that Easter. Get, <laughs> replace the cable. <laughs> I mean, All right. you, you get what I'm getting at. And, and yeah. Yeah, and, and this goes for, and let's, let's go ahead and plug ourselves again. If you've got a streaming service that doesn't work well, you can consider using us <laughs> yes. for free. So, yeah, uh, yeah just go to streamingchurch.tv. Yeah. All right, so uh, I'm talking about equipment here. Uh, if you have tech people that aren't doing very well, good luck with that. Um, you might want to consider, I don't know how much time you have, depending on when you hear this podcast. Oh, but, you don't want to do that. Well, maybe put them in an area that they're better, they're a little better at, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll stay away from that you, area. Yeah, you don't want to make any, it's kind of like us, you don't want to make any major big changes right before. And we fired our tech guy. Yeah, yeah. You he sure is this weekend. And he's like, I'll show them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll do a podcast on how to fire your tech people uh, yes. next couple of weeks or so. Uh, so, yeah. so this next one doesn't make any sense to me, yeah. but it's yeah. number eight, get better coffee. Seems so honestly, um, I don't really subscribe to this one, and I'll tell you why in a moment. But the this, idea behind this is, it. This is your list, isn't it? Well, it is my list, but I also uh, saw somebody uh, write about this, about why your refreshments are very important. And again, this may we may get some people frustrated about this as well. But I, I'm big on offering people refreshments. I'm, I'm totally into that. Some churches like, ah, you need to just come for the word of God and that's it. Well, okay. But I think it's good to have refreshments for people when they come in. Water, tea, coffee, maybe some light snacks or something. I think it's a good thing. I, I stumbled across this. I don't know if I was at your church 20 some years ago and we did this. But I know I did it at mine when I started one, and it made a huge difference. Uh, we, we would have it before the service. Uh, but anyhow, uh, a friend of mine, when I first came and worked with this church I'm doing a part-time gig with here, uh, they had really expensive coffee. And I I was cutting the budget left and right. So I cut the coffee. They were they had some brewed coffee that from Tucson here, and, and it was, oh, this is so good coffee. It's like... I was like, I don't think it's that good. So I got rid of it and I got the cheap stuff. And I've never had a complaint in the last five years about the coffee. But for the sake of this argument of having better coffee, I would say this. Make sure that you have stuff out there. If you're going to serve refreshments, make sure it's fresh. Make sure the coffee is fresh. Make well, sure I say that... I don't. Yeah, that Go makes ahead. sense. I was, yeah. I, th this doesn't make sense to me mainly because all coffee tastes terrible to me. So yeah. there's there is no good coffee. You're the so, wrong guy. The <laughs> I'm wrong the wrong guy. guy. You're, yes. you're the wrong guy. You don't drink coffee, but many of us do like coffee, and and I do think there are different flavors. Well, I, I'm more into the 
you know, just coffee. I'm not into the French vanilla or the, you know, uh, coconut, whatever that is, or uh, I'm not into the flavored coffee. But I do think there is good coffee and there's bad coffee. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's up to you guys, but I think that you should at least have quality stuff out there and it should, whatever it is you're serving. And I do think you should have some refreshments. And and then, of course, the big question is, well, how are we going to do that? There's people that like to bake in your church. Organize a refreshment team. My church oh. has a refreshment team, and it's a big success. Yeah, and it can be really easy. It can be really easy as easy as just you know having a s small stockpile of cookies that are fresh that yeah, you fresh. put out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we. It's not hard. See, the challenge is, but we're getting into a deep, dark corner here, is keeping the uh, the youngsters from going over and filling their pockets with them and running off. You, you will have so. to have some kind of child patrol or something to <laughs> get, get the kids away from the whatever refreshment. You just, you just put out a few at a time. Yeah. To make sure and that it never, it never goes dry. We've been doing this for years at my church, and, and we usually don't have too much of a problem. Most of the kids are are pretty good. Their, their yeah. parents attend to it. But anyhow, uh, right. consider what consider for whatever it's worth. All right, let's move on. We're running out of time. Uh, number nine, update your church website and app. So this is a no-brainer, right? Yeah. So if you're We're listening out of time, to this though. podcast, I mean, there may be some people listening to the podcast that, oh, I forgot to do that. So that's why we put this in here. Um, you know, make sure your website's up to date with the service times. And if you got something about Easter, uh, you know, maybe promote it on your website, maybe a slider. If your app, if you have a mobile app, uh, you know, you should get that stuff up to date. Sometimes you get busy and you forget. So just just make sure it's up because, you know, again, yeah. as we've always said, people are going to your website. They're, they're looking for right. stuff about and you. If, they're, if you're talking about Christmas on your website, then they're going to go, do we really want to go to this church? Yeah, <laughs> so. good idea. All right, yeah, last but not it, least. Much. All right. Last but not least, pray. <clears throat> Pray. I would I would encourage your your key volunteers to to have prayer together. I would I would I would encourage people. Maybe you know if you're a leader and you're volunteer or you're a pastor listening to this, maybe send out an email. Just remind people to pray because mm -hmm. uh, look, Easter's it's it's a great opportunity as we said earlier, and you may have some numbers, but really what you're concerned about is connecting with people, and hopefully helping people connect with God, and that's okay. a spiritual thing. And, and uh, pray for the people coming, pray for your staff, pray for your pastor, uh, because it's, it's an important time for people. And it, your, your Easter service could change a life, and, and hopefully it will change at least, at least one life, <laughs> hopefully more than one. And so you want to make sure that, that you know, you, you've got everybody on the same page, and, and prayer really can help. Right. And we may, have, uh, we may have talked about this before, but... You know, at our church, and I think at a lot of churches, we have a, they bring all the volunteers together before the service starts. Yeah. And we do kind of a service run through Q&A kind of thing. And then we close it with prayer. And it's all about praying for the people that are going to be coming to the service. And that's exactly what you had mentioned, right. that they be touched and, mm -hmm. and, you know, hear the word. And so yeah. it's yeah. a key component and yeah. especially yeah. important on Easter. Especially important on Easter, and if you're not doing it at all, I would start with Easter and or start now if you can. If if you hear this before Easter, and, and keep doing it every 
every Sunday because it will make a difference and it will help people as well. And, you know, everybody's got a role to play, so they need some help as well. So, all right, we're out of time. How about that? How about it? All right. So if people want to get a hold of us and give us some feedback, what's the email, Steve? Support at streamingchurch.tv. Support at streamingchurch.tv and subscribe to our podcast. Just look for the Church Solutions Podcast from your favorite place that you get your podcast. Subscribe to us and you'll never miss an episode. And uh, tell your friends. All right, good. So we're done here. Steve, thank you for your time today and your input. Uh, it was great. And folks, we appreciate you. And if we can help you in any way, uh, check us out. Uh, just send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. And until next time, we hope that you have a great Easter. We, I think we have another podcast before Easter, at least. So uh, maybe we'll talk about something a little different. But thanks again for your time, folks. And have a great day. We'll catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.